Hello and welcome to a break from Destiny. I am well, not your typical DM, but I will be DMing um, this little excursion into a different RPG. So for today, we're going to be playing Masks, A New Generation, which is a very fun game uh, based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which I like a lot. I've got some fantastic players to introduce um, to you all and some fantastic characters as well, I dare say. Um, so just to kick us off for this episode, this will be almost a session zero recorded um, for the delectation of everyone out there before we get into the superhero business proper. So today we're going to be doing character intros, how the team knows each other, and some intra-team relationships before we then um, drop a stinger, a little teaser for the next episode proper where we'll get into some real um, cape and mask shenanigans. But for now, I'm Will, I'm your GM, I use he, him pronouns, and at the moment I'm fighting off a cold, so my voice is quite nasally and hurting me a little bit, so I'm fighting through pain to bring you this excellent <laughs> RPG content. And with me today, I have... Hello, I'm Am, um, you know me, uh, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm playing Ida Jones, the Nova, aka Violet Valor. Hello, my name is Chloe... Uh, today, well, always, I use she, her pronouns, and today <laughs> I am playing B Baxter, also known as the Nightingale, who is the doomed, Ugh. and they use she, they pronouns. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, I'm Luce, and I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Cardinal, the legacy, who uses he, him pronouns. Uh, hello, my name is Icarus. I use she, they pronouns, and I am playing hmm, Mimic, who also uses he, him pronouns. Uh, and I will plug this in here and right now. I am also on the Dice Diner. Uh, I am in the Sea of Strahd campaign, Ooh. where I am playing Ezra. So if you would like to hear more of my lovely, lovely voice, make sure you go over and, and check is them that out. just the Dice Diner on Acast, Spotify, etc.? Great. Yes. Yep. And last but not least. And oh. hello, everyone. My name is Faye. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I will be playing the character of Jillian Song, who is the bull uh, playbook. And uh, she also uses she, her pronouns. Um, and just to add a little plug in here, uh, I also am part of the podcast uh, How the Quest Was Won, which you can follow on Twitter at How the Quest, and also part of the Cast of Many Things podcasting group, which you can find uh, on Twitter at Cast of Many Things. Uh, cast many things which an alarmingly high percentage of the rwd uh, regular cast <laughs> has featured on now so. yes <laughs> they haven't got me yet <laughs> but we will <laughs> no, nate's always recruiting talking of cast uh, of many things if you recognize the name b baxter that will be because i have played her before <laughs> <laughs> oh my god are you recycling i knew that sounded familiar yes um Chloe has has been planning this for probably two months now, and no one else knows about it. I don't think, except Faye. Well, so. I think Faye knew because I asked her permission. Because Faye was our lovely yeah. GM. Um, yes, but <laughs> yes, uh, Faye is much more familiar with the game than I am. So, uh, so I'm also relying on, on, on Faye to uh, to pick up anything that I get wrong. So I'm I'm just doing my best. Um, fantastic. 
So, so we now have a confirmed uh, cinematic universe, basically, between custom made <laughs> things and RWT. Uh, My work which is here appropriate is also for superheroes. So how's everyone doing? It's, it's a Sunday afternoon for everyone, uh, a bit later for those of us that are in the UK. I just ate six hours. I had a full Sunday roast and I am nice. tired. What, what, what variety of Sunday roast? Beef with a massive Yorkshire pudding. It was incredible. Nice. I don't know why, but, but big, the massive Yorkshire like... puddings are just so much better than like several are, little ones. They are, they are superior. Yeah. Sorry, this is such a British conversation. Have you had a Yorkshire pudding oh, wrap? No. Yorkshire puddings are ever. So Any form of Yorkshire pudding. Um, and so, so, Sorry, I... Yeah, as, as I say, this is very specific to the British people, the Yorkshire pudding sort of conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying am... learning about culture. Well, I have to say, culture. I am, it's, yeah, culture, <laughs> first of all. Air quotes. Um, I am so excited to that we have Faye and Icarus on the podcast. I have had the pleasure of uh, playing uh, with Icarus at the Defectives Club. They are a delight and I'm so excited. I I was talking to our dear friend Nate this weekend, and I was like, I'm going to get to play with Faye this weekend. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so this is really a dream come true for, for me. I'm having a great time. That's awesome. I'm also very jealous about the Yorkshire pudding. I probably last had Yorkshire pudding 10 years ago. <gasps> Isn't that sad? Wow. My heart. That's, that's a long time ago. I know. I just haven't found a place in the U.S. that has Yorkshire pudding. So, so... My problem with Yorkshire puddings, right, and this is going to sound controversial, but let me finish, is that oh, my mum okay. makes amazing Yorkshire puddings and no other ones that I've had anywhere else compare. So when I'm not at home, I, I don't like to have them because they are just disappointing to me by comparison. Oh, no. This is why, by the that's way... That's a very fair reason. This is why, by the way, I only cook vegetarian meals for Will mm. as a vegetarian. Because anytime I try to make something like baked, uh, like roast potatoes with duck fat, he's like, "My mum's potatoes." Are so <laughs> I've, good. I've never, I've never sure. said that after you have made me something. By the way, I haven't. That's true. That's true. But I know. And we'll remember this. Oh, <laughs> uh, like Telltale Game style. Nice. Um, yeah. So let's let's actually do some uh, roleplay because we have an hour until Faye has to leave. Um, so, I'm referring, uh, this is my first time ever running a game out of an actual um, rulebook, which I've got in front of me here. So I'm referring to the introductions page. So, we'll do one at a time. Each player takes a few minutes to share their name, look, abilities, and the answers to their backstory questions that they want to share, and anything else important the characters might know about them. During this time, other players in the GM can and should ask them questions to get a better grasp on who their character is. So, should we just do the order that people are introduced in? So, Anne, do you want to start? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so, yes, I am playing uh, Violet Valor. Uh, um, uh, Ida Jones, who uses she, her pronouns, is the playbook of the Nova. Um, her look as a civilian is uh, kind of like low-key, slightly goth. She has uh, wears baseball caps, shirts and shorts, but they're all very dark, muted colours. And um, in her superhero look, she has a purple Kevlar jacket, some dark leggings and a visor to protect her face. Um, were we also sharing abilities? Yeah, abilities and backstory questions as well, please. So um, her ability is based on the element manipulation, but because I think it would be cool to have specific stuff, Will and I have sort of 
chatted about it making specific to uh, acid, but uh, he has uh, nerfed me slightly so I'm not too powerful and can't be like, I make someone's stomach acid eat through <laughs> the lining of their stomach. <laughs> I just um, said this is going to be a PG uh, thing, and then I was like, immediately does like some body horror. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but uh, show, I think what we came up with is it has to be like within, I think, close range of her, and she has to have a direct line of sight to it. Okay. Um, when did you first use your powers? Oh, yes. Um,. Uh, Ida first used her powers as a very small baby, um, without revealing too much backstory stuff. Her parents are very familiar with that kind of thing, and they were they were thrilled. Who was the first nice. person you accidentally hurt with your powers? Her father, but he didn't care. He was very excited about it. <laughs> I'm not sure if these parents are like like good parents for like encouraging who you really are or bad parents for like putting well, you in danger you could ask me about it if you like and i'll tell you <laughs> i guess that was my roundabout way of asking you about it i guess um yeah will am i allowed to to tell them yeah 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 you can say exactly what you want oh good for your um, purposes uh either or, or as she was born uh legally cyanide um her parents are super villains <laughs> Oh, nice! Ooh, well, so that is spicy. <laughs> but they're like, f- from my understanding, is they're like kind of Batman Rose Gallery esque yes. supervillains, where they're hideously incompetent and have basically never won. I think I very <laughs> explicitly used the phrase Jesse and James. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They're, yes. They're <laughs> bas- oh my god! They're basically Team yeah. Rocket. She's um, the Meowth. I was about to say, does that make you Meowth? <laughs> I love Can this. Can I, I just want to add one thing. I didn't know this until now, but apparently all the Team Rocket poses were all off. I saw that post. That's crazy. <gasps> and I was like, I've so, been so... watching Pokemon since I was eight. How did I not know? That's insane. That's pretty cool. Uh, I did not know that. I, I, if, if, please tweet us at <laughs> underscore pod. If having just heard Faye say that, you, like me, are now just looking up, um, Team Rocket poses. I, I mean, like, oh my god, it is an Team Rocket pose. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, does Does anyone have any more questions for? There's three Anne more on her list. Later? Yeah, backstory questions. <laughs> Who outside yeah, the team yeah. helps you control your plow- powers? Not powers. That's not a word. Um, her parents do, but she she feels very reluctant about it because they they want her to use her powers for evil, which she does not want to do. Fair. <laughs> Why do you continue to use your powers then? Uh, superheroing is a very easy form of teenage rebellion when you are the child of two supervillains. So she yeah, continues. That's a good answer. She's, she's, she's doing it. She's superheroing and using her powers to stick it to them, basically. <laughs> that logic works out. Yep. Got it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. finally, why do you care about the team? Um, I think she cares about the team because she is worried that because of her family and who she is, she is not a good person, and she thinks her team are very good people, and she wants to be like them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, my question for you is that at the start, you used both Ida's real name and her superhero yes. name. Is her identity a secret to the rest of the team, or do they I th- know who she is outside of? Costume? I think she would try to keep her identity a secret from the rest of the team. 
if any of her team mm-hmm. members are naturally suspicious and would want to look into her secret identity, I think they would be able to pretty easily figure out who she is. Her hair is uh, purple, which she pretends it was dyed. It was not. That was just how she was born. Um, <laughs> her legal name, so if they looked into her school documents, her legal name is Cyanide. Um, that's pretty suspicious. Um, and I, her parents, whilst not very active supervillains now in their, in their older age of late thirties to early forties, which much like a foot, I'm much like a footballer or like sports. I imagine superheroing is very much a young man's game. Um, but she, her, her parents also refer to her as, um, um, violent, a violent, I think it was violent violence. Is what they call her, yeah. Um, and who this this supervillain identity that they've created for her. So there's definitely like a mention of that in the supervillain community. So if anyone looked into it, she's not very good at hiding it, but she is trying to hide it. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyone else have any questions for Ida or Am? Just a small one. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. how important it is. How old is she? Uh, she? I haven't really thought about it, but she's probably 16. She is doing doing teen rebellion. <laughs> okay um if no one else has got anything we'll move on to loose are we not moving on to chloe oh was chloe next uh, oh yeah yeah sure. I, chloe, it doesn't matter, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm fine but I'm like... <laughs> um yeah i could go next uh y- yeah i am playing the baxter uh who is the nightingale uh v was once the janice and is now the doomed. <laughs> Things have happened. Um, yes. S- uh, since she, she last appeared on the airwaves <laughs> in the Cast Many Things masks. Yes. Um, she is quite uh, short and slight with this kind of uh, wild ginger hair. Um, uh, she tends to wear quite like baggy clothing. Uh, and they have a costume that's kind of left over from when they used to hide their identity but by this point it is out there and they do not care um so their sort of costume is kind of like camo pants and a sort of black hoodie with this like mask that's kind of built into the hood uh it's made of bird that's feathers cool. basically the reason it's made of bird feathers and the reason that they're called the nightingale is because they can control birds also rodents yes. and insects but uh they don't tend to listen to them very well uh, the birds do, though. <laughs> and But birds are also more uh, brandable, I think. A more what, sorry? Like, like brandable, you know? Yeah, exactly, like you get, exactly. I, I can't, you get I can't a bit be... more TikTok following. Yeah, I can't be like... like the rodent insect bird person. Yeah. That's, that's too many things. Uh, <laughs> just bird person. Now there's brand. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, she also has uh, an extra power from when she was the Janus because the doomed has you get to pick three instead of two so um mm. she can control birds uh she has what we call impossible mobility so i imagine that is kind of very uh um like uh like like 
Jedi leaping when they can just jump from standing on top of a skyscraper, that kind of thing. Nice. And like really nice. big jumps and like parkour kind of thing because she does a lot of running around the, the city. If if anyone is listening along at home, what I would like you to do is uh, keep a tally mark of every <laughs> pop culture reference we do because I do it all the time when I'm DMing just to explain concepts. <laughs> so that's cool. I like that one. Yeah. And there is another one as well in your powers yes the third one is vitality absorption uh which you want to talk about that yeah i i i don't think this is this is a new one for b so i don't think that they particularly know exactly what it does but it's the kind of idea of um being able to like sap other beings life force um in some way to kind of cause them damage and i guess potentially potentially control it to heal other people but i think that's kind of beyond b at this stage because it's kind of new um yeah that's a it's a fun discovery isn't yeah. it and I, i'll just ask you some backstory questions now Go as for well, it. that's okay when did you first learn of your doom so i i know i wrote this all down and i sent it to will but i haven't got it open so i might accidentally uh say wrong things but that's fine Chloe and me, same we brain. just changed things um so there's obviously we haven't we haven't said anything about will's setup of that where we are in the in the world um but do you mind if i if i say something briefly just because it gives context um the idea being that there there has been a a big i'm gonna have to look at it now otherwise i'm gonna get it wrong (laughs) There was like a big mysterious feud between this group of superheroes that ended in a, a big yep. uh, fight, basically, that destroyed a lot of stuff. And so now um, AEGIS is kind of taken over with uh, and uh, they're cracking down on like hunting superheroes and things is the very basic gist of it. Um, yeah. And for B, because she was already known to AEGIS... Um, had to kind of immediately, very quickly uh, relocate her entire family, which consists of her dad and her twin sister. Uh, And they are now kind of live in a a safe house where she doesn't get, she doesn't have an awful lot of contact with them. But uh, because uh, Nancy, her sister, has leukaemia, and after this, of course, in the safe house, there's a lot, they have a lot of access to medicine to hospitals and the kind of things that she would be using day to day and so uh nancy took a turn for the worse and basically as nancy took the turn for the worse b found herself getting a kind of weird superhero kind of sick alongside her yes um and yes that's what she first learned of the of your doom so the her powers becoming slightly more unstable and um becoming more more easily tired and things like that um yeah so it's it's not a necessarily a moment of haha you are now doomed it's more of a kind of gradual hey something's up we should probably do something Which about this kind of thing she's coming to terms with yeah yeah um so we talked about your sanctuary and your nemesis um so I'll say who outside of the, the team is crucial to defeating your doom? Um, probably, I mean, it's probably Nancy, let's face it. 
because the whole mm. kind of idea is that Nancy and B's uh, symptoms kind of mirror each other in a yep. weird way. So I imagine that whatever like B is looking for, like a, a cure or, or some reason or something, and whatever that is, yep. it's got to include Nancy as well. Otherwise, why would it be so linked, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I also so, I was so, thinking so, about yeah. this earlier, but I just like the idea that B has some sort of doctor contact who they're constantly going to like, what does this mean? And they're like, I don't know. This is a weird disease. You're a superhero. Don't ask me. I, I think it's even funnier if B is like, so I was watching this TV program and <laughs> it was like, hypothetically, this doctor said, why? This is very specific and very weird. <laughs> Oh, that is quite funny. Or, or if B's just like, yeah, my 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 friend, this person I'm protecting, they're they're finding this, and the doctor's like, yeah, I totally believe you. <laughs> a- any of them work, and feel free to do anything you want with any of them. And the last one is, why does the team matter to you? Um, I hadn't really thought about this one, to be honest. I think that B kind of for a lot of this time, because I mean, they're gonna, probably going to be. They're definitely older than Ida. Um, probably going to be a little bit older than most of the team if everybody is around that 16 sort of age because it's been a few years. So, some people are a bit older. Yeah, it's been a few years since the cast of many things, short shots, where, where she was 16. <laughs> so they're probably around around like 19 now, 20. Uh, okay. And they spent a lot of that time working on their own. So I think the team is important to her... Um, Almost like a bit of, uh, like a bit of nostalgia, being like, oh yeah, I like back to working in a team. You know, everything is kind of a little bit better in a team because there's other people and all that. But I think it's also important because there's this um, constant, like back of the mind idea of of, of time ticking down, like time running out, right? And yeah. I think it's kind of gotten to the point with B where it's like constantly doing stuff on her own. And it's like, well, if the time's running out and if I really can't change this, why am I going to face it alone? You know, that kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. So I think the team matters most because of that is trying not to face things alone. That's can awesome. I ask, can I ask yeah. a continuity question? <laughs> yes, uh, Chloe? of course. Um, so in our, our last game, and just to see if this is the same character, but we were in the Midwest of the United States. Yes. Um, are you going to continue your Midwestern accent? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like I, I was just doing general American before, but yes. I think you were just doing general American. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, 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 um, uh, apologies to any Americans, A, and the team, and B, who are listening. Yeah. Because... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, oh for cost of um, anything, my accents I, are upcoming. <laughs> I really went into like a majority American podcast and went, "Here's my American accent." <laughs> what you got to do? It sounded great. It did sound great. You got to do a British accent that's a fake bad British accent to cover your ass. Oh, you mean like you in Brain Adventures? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> we definitely need to have like an undercover thing where B has to pretend to be British. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, so uh, any further questions for B slash Nightingale? I don't think so. 
No, okay. Right, we'll move on. Loose, take it away. Yeah, so I am playing um, Quincy Alfred Cunningham. His name is... Great don't name. Don't call him that. He will be upset. Call him Alfie. Um, <laughs> he is uh, the heir to like a very rich family who have mostly died out by now. So he's just sort of rocking around trying to help the city after everything terrible has happened with... Um, with the civil war essentially between these heroes so yep. public faces that um essentially richard trying to like help out with foundations and things to try and get the city back on its feet um but he is also the cardinal who also has a bird made out of feathers a bird a mask made out of bird feathers <laughs> the bird team talk <laughs> yeah cardinal oh, he's, uh, and it's red because he's the re a red cardinal which is a type of bird <laughs> yes I just like, should I get um, a bird theme also, or are we just a bird team? <laughs> <laughs> there, there is quite, there are three bird theme <laughs> heroes out of five. If hey, I'm oh correct. my god, we are a bird team! <laughs> team bird people. <laughs> team bird people, plus two others. Um, Google venomous birds, one second, you guys continue. <laughs> venomous birds. I bet I they exist. Any venomous birds. Um, I'm sorry, Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We're keeping that. In. Google's um, saving that under the concerns. Liz, do you want to talk, talk about Alfie's powers and abilities. So, um, Alfie's power. Alfie is uh, the legacy. So the things I have chosen for Alfie is that he has um, mythic might. So it's the sort of like the smallville clark kent thing where like he goes around and is just super strong but tries and gets away with it by just being clumsy um mm -hmm. he has a magic sword and some funky armor as well so yeah. he's um big strong boy who has a big two-handed sword that has some magic powers and he has some funky armor. <laughs> I have a question. And it's a sword he can sort of summon, isn't it? Yes, it's, he, 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 he doesn't just lug it around all the time. Yeah, it's not. It's sort of it's a magic sword in the sense that it is um, there when he needs it, and if he's just trying to walk around normally, it is not there <laughs> because that's the easiest way to do that. Someone have a question. I have a question, and this is also a question mm -hmm. I'd probably would have asked Alfie like in game, um, which is why the uh, bird... before that, um, you, no one knows. Alfie's identity. She would have asked the cardinal. He is in -game. keeping that Sorry. on lockdown. Um, right. Which is why the bird theme. If your whole thing is wearing an armor, wearing armor and carrying a sword. And Alfie would not have answered that question. Um, Ooh. Uh, there's. I will say you pro. Um, when before the civil war happened, there were some quite famous superheroes. One of whom, Alfie. People, the cardinal looks like not a copycat of that mm. hero, but someone who's trying to live up to that legacy, An and that is the legacy of the Red Knight. Okay, cool. Um, who was a very famous hero before the Civil War, and who disappeared during the Civil War and has not been seen since, <gasps> and no one knows what happened. <gasps> and there's definitely, like with the sword and part of the armor, it's very much an homage mm. to this hero. Okay, cool, interesting. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so I'll ask your backstory questions then. I have them Wait. in front of me. The answers. Ooh, Someone's prepared. Pat. I <laughs> yeah, fully. Right. It was in my. Uh, it's in my chat with Will, so I just scrolled up to it. Nice. Loose teacher's uh, pet. Never. 
the the other messages you didn't answer, which I sent you about other stuff. Yes. <laughs> Red. Sorry, sorry. Pub- go, go, Don't you, call me you, out. You're it's fine. Publicly shame, yeah. Uh, when did you officially become part of your legacy? Um. So, uh, Alfie has known about his family. Like this is a family thing. Like the strength and the the divine armor and the magic weapon. This is a fully a family thing. Um, he's known about it since he was about four or five. He's been mm. helping out family-wise in like the base, like uh, being like the man in the chair from about the age of ten, okay. and then he started going out as a previous, as a different superhero uh, when he was about thirteen. Um, how long has it been since the Civil War? Uh, I'm going to say three years. Cool. So he's twenty-three because he was twenty in the civil, twenty years old in the Civil War, and he was fight. He fought in the Civil in the superhero war. Okay. Great. Um, then we've got. How does the public perceive your legacy? Um, I think the public perceive it. What I said is, um, the the public really respected the Red Knight because um, mm-hmm. his whole shtick was protecting people. Rather that he d- he didn't do the whole like I'm going to go fight supervillains and destroy stuff. He was more protecting people from low level crime. Um, mm-hmm. So when he went missing in the war, people were quite upset. But due to the fact that superheroes are now distrusted some people are quite happy that he disappeared because it means that the red knight wasn't implicated in the crackdown and now that the cardinal's sort of trying to carry on this legacy people i think the public is not completely hostile i have another question sorry um mm-hmm. which is so That's if great. the red knight was focused on low level crime then my parents and your whoever the red we knight can was s- we can save save that okay, for later we're saving that for later sorted never mind Will has okay. plans, that sounds like. Uh, I didn't say that. And the last one is, why do you care about the team? Um, Alf cares about the team because there's people who he couldn't protect previously in, in the war that happened um, that he wasn't able to save who he doesn't know what's happened to or who were injured because um, um, you, do you don't know who it is, but you do know that Alf has a fiancé um, mm. and you know that that fiancé, he was injured during the Civil War. You would have you would know that. So, and Alf wasn't able to protect him. So he's part of this team because he, and as 23, he's, I feel like one of the older people in this team and he's very much, he's uh, our children. Yeah. <laughs> There's some old people in the team. There's some old people. Uh, well, I think definitely with some of them, he's like, these, I can protect these people and they, I, that is what I am good for. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, any further questions for Alf or are we happy to move on? Why cardinal? Okay. As a bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because just it's red? Anything else other than that? Oh, well, cardinal also because it ties in with, like, the knight idea. And, mm. like, yeah. so, like, it's like a medieval kind of shtick. He wears, he's got, like, a big red, he wears all black. Um, um, and with, like, camo, not camo, cargo pants with all the pockets and things, mm. but, like, Kevlar reinforced. And he wears mm. not a full set of armour. But he wears the pauldron, so the shoulder bit and the arm bits of this nice. like black grey armour and then this red hood with this red bird mask and the red hood is like massive and drapes down over the face. I love everything about that image. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, um Icarus. Yes. Um so I am playing Mimic, also known as Grant Meadows. He is Janice, I believe. Um yep. yep. 
So he his powers are energy absorption and mimicry. So um, he can absorb. We agreed it's a, a kind of an input output situation. So the amount of energy he absorbs is the amount he can then mimic. So if he like in, in if he absorbs a, a lot of fire, for example, he could hypothetically go whole like human torch style yeah. Um, yeah. with his body. So his look is, uh, his superhero look at least, is very uh, sleeveless, a lot of skin showing for the purpose of that way he can reach over and touch something to absorb it very easily. Um, mm-hmm. He is, oh, I feel old now. He is 28 years old. He uh, <laughs> did fight in the Civil War. Ancient. Ancient. Did fight in the Civil War as well um, with his then wife who was on the opposing side of him. So they fought each other at this time. They had a newborn. So when she unfortunately passed during the war, it left him alone with their new little daughter who would now be three years old. Um, He is a normal life, I guess, is is a chemist. He's a chemistry teacher at the school. So he, the whole shebang, I'm talking glasses, wearing a lot of layers, purposely trying not to make himself look, uh, like, jacked, because that's how he is. Uh, <laughs> and so he's uh, he's been struggling a lot with the whole single dad thing, and then also, mm-hmm. you know, like we've been talking, a lot of people don't trust superheroes right now, so there's the risk of, like, if he's discovered, A, people can come arrest him, take him away from his daughter, take his daughter away from him, uh, threaten his daughter. His whole life right now is... is keeping her safe um yeah yeah as um so so he, he's the he's the resident old man he is the, the resident old man of the group he's very much the the dad of the group if you're not older than him then he at one point absolutely did lecture you about like eating vegetables and make sure that you're healthy uh <laughs> At this rate, it's going to be Ida that's the baby. uh, (laughs) I was going to say, I'd like to resent calling the 28-year-old the old man. (laughs) Right? As someone in her 30s. Fair, very (laughs) fair. (laughs) And um, so, so, yeah, he's a chemistry teacher at Halcyon High, which is the Mm -hmm. school. Oh, my God, um, has he taught me? Yes, probably. Yeah, absolutely. If if he hasn't, then we can have it be that he is currently... (laughs) I bet Ida was I, a I, nightmare in chemistry class. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, we can discuss that. And, yeah. And um, one of the things we talked about, um, Icarus and I, when we were talking about their character, was um, like him accidentally absorbing like a box yeah. of burners flame in a chemistry <laughs> class. And we were like, ooh, oh, that's ooh, gone oops. out. Uh, that went <laughs> out. We can fix that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, do there any questions at this stage for Grant slash Mimic? I do just for fun world building. Um, which is what is uh, yeah, what's his daughter's name? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, <laughs> her right. name is her name is Abigail. He calls her Abby. Aww, aww. And his wife's name. name. No one would know this because they went yeah. all like incredible style. So like they were married, but like to the public, they were just a couple um, as superheroes. So, but his wife's name was Caitlin. That's 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 other three pop culture references. During that <laughs> I was so, waiting to drop the Incredibles yeah. line. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we have Incredibles <laughs> and a Human Torch we had yeah, earlier yeah. as well, and there was another one. Have um, you filled so your bingo card you... yet? Yeah. Oh, I was just making a joke. It was. Oh, right. <laughs> Fine. 
Um, so sorry, that was so, that was so dismissive, Chloe. It was funny. It was right, funny. I won't make jokes, Will. What do you want from me? <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's just the silence as well. Um, so, who outside of the team knows about your dual identity? Uh, absolutely nobody, as far as he knows. Um, he as far as, as, far he, as he knows. I, I'll emphasize as far as, as, far he, as he, knows. he knows. He has gone above and beyond, specifically since the Civil War, to make sure nobody knows who he is. Again, to keep Abby safe. Okay, um, that's cool. Why do you keep a secret identity? Uh, for his daughter. It's also because he's very much aware, given how the public has reacted to him in the recent years, that mm-hmm. there's still some anger towards him because of his wife, because of the side that she chose. So yeah. he is, is making sure that no one knows who he is for his own safety uh, as, as well. Okay. And why do you care about the team? Uh, I think he is like the dad of the group. Um, he yeah, he sees himself in a lot of them. He got his powers when he was uh, twelve, so he's been doing this for a long time. He sees a lot of the, especially the younger ones, probably making the same mistakes or going through the same kind of tr- uh, t- turmoil that he did. So any advice that he can give, he wants to because he wants to make sure that they have. A more positive experience when it comes to being a superhero while still making sure that they understand the level of danger that they will sometimes be in that they aren't treating this like a game okay great um does anyone have any more questions for run slash icarus slash uh mimic okay yeah. <laughs> great um so finally Faye, tell yeah. us about jillian Yes, so Jillian is um, uh, probably like 20 or so. She has actually been a part of a superhero group before when she was uh, just like ending high school, probably right before the Civil War. Um, And her hero mantle, uh, she is playing the bull and she goes by the Steel Swan, hence another uh, person. (laughs) Incredible. in terms of her look, she's like she uh, the, so she's also a recycled character actually that I played before. But um, she was on the cheerleading squad in high school, um, but is quite tall and athletic. Like she would not mm-hmm. be the flyer in the cheerleading group. She would definitely be like part, the bottom part of the pyramid. Um, and as the bull, her abilities are like superhuman strength, endurance, and speed. Ooh, Buffy um, vibes. Buffy vibes exactly, <laughs> but she she's she's probably like five foot ten, you know. Like I think um, Buffy's like five foot yeah. two, uh, and her <laughs> that, that's just because Sarah Michelle Gellar is tiny. <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and her kind of like characteristic uh, look is you know she probably just dresses to kind of um, not stand out on her everyday. And as a superhero, it's similar. She wears, you know, some black leggings, a black leather jacket, and, like, a T-shirt with a hood on, and it has a cloth mask over her face to kind of, like, disguise her identity. And really the only thing that makes you think that she's, like, the steel swan is that she has, uh, a, like, this white wing design on the back of her leather jacket. Yeah. So we don't have three cloth, um, three feather masks, <laughs> but we do have yeah. three vaguely bird-themed uh, superheroes. So does anyone have any questions at this point for Gillian slash the Steel Swan? Yeah. Um, what what happened to her old superhero team? 
Yeah, so this is part of her backstory, which is basically, um, I think, also answers one of the first questions, which is like, um, I think, what changed you? So uh, part of her first team went super badly, and she actually lost one member of the team. Um, And since then, I think, you know, the other members of her team had gone on to try and fight in the Civil War, uh, where she did not. She wanted to go to college and kind of try to be a normal person. Um, And unfortunately, all of them died or uh, are no longer in contact with her after after the Civil War. That's sad. Uh, So, more questions, uh, because there are lots and lots and lots. Who outside of the team tries to take care of you now? I think it's... Um, hmm. She, her parents, uh, still take care of her sometimes. They are aware of her, they are, like, normal people. They are not superheroes. Um, and they, it's kind of like one of those things where they try to be supportive, but they don't really know what's going on. Um, so they're lovely. They'll, like, bring her over some soup and, you know, be like, uh, well, you know, you don't really have to go out this weekend. You know, you could just stay home with us. And she's like, no, but I, I actually kind of have to. <laughs> like, people's lives are in danger. <laughs> that, that's funny. I like that. Um, why do you try to be a uh, hero as opposed to just using your powers for whatever or not being a hero at all? Um, so this is kind of what she's known from her previous team. And she feels like as the only person kind of surviving, she has to, like, build upon their legacy and like make sure that they're remembered and that's why she still feels like she needs to be part of a superhero team oh that's cute and um, why do you care about this team i guess it's linked right I th- uh, yeah i think that's it's kind of linked and she is very much um definitely doesn't want the same thing that happened to her previous team to happen to this team so I think definitely also plays into the whole, like, um, protector factor, defender, like, factor mm-hmm. of the team. Um, and is probably, like, the anxious one <laughs> of the team. Bold of you to say that with B in the team. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So um, the, 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 the two options are, Someone is your love or someone is your rival in the team. Mm-hmm. So pick one of those and tell me about that. Uh, on the team specifically, right? On the team, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask for help with this because I think what uh, – part of, like, Jillian's character is that there's a lot of stuff that's unspoken. She probably doesn't, like, make her feelings known. She's very anxious. So I kind of wanted to make her love, like, a crush where, like, yeah, they are not really into her. Um, so I, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anyone who is willing to be that person. I also can totally make a difference if no one wants to be, you know. So, um, can you read out the full sentence for me if you've got that in front of me? Uh, Say that one more time, Wilson. Uh, The full sentence for relationship, so blank is your love. Oh, yes. Um, so it's, uh, you always have exactly one love and one rival, you can change your love, blah, 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 where is this? Um, Oh, it might not be in your copy. Um, uh, it says, uh, choose a role you commonly fulfill for your love or rival, and I was going to be the defender. When you leap to defend your love or rival in battle, that, that's that cute. thing. Yeah. So, um, no, what, what I was going to read out is, I, I, it's on the one that I'm looking at, so it might be a different oh. version, is blank is your love, you've opened yep. up to them about the worst parts of your past. 
Oh, got it. Okay. So someone that will fulfill that role and maybe because you've been able to open up to that person, that's why you feel so strongly about them. Yeah. Um, happy to, if anyone wants to jump in and have and have Jillian pining after them. I would love to if my character was not 16 years but... old. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. yeah. I mean, Someone I... Someone who is of age. <laughs> I mean... I have uh, you one... You would know that Cardinal has a fiance but i'm still willing to be that you have like a yeah. little bit of a crush on them yes yeah yeah yes oh yes and you that, both and got that's quite why complicated she never makes it known because yeah. she knows that you have a fiance um, unrequited bless okay uh, right, I lo- so i'm putting the cardinal and um that just means in combat when you can you have to try to protect them sort of get in the yes. way and stuff like that and I guess it's up to you and maybe how well you roll at times, Luce, whether or not uh, Cardinal actually notices. This oh, I will say uh, Cardinal is quite unobservant. That is just... <laughs> you you, like... you haven't played many games with you before, Luce. You shock me with that kind I of know. Like, like, observant when it comes to like, ooh, I can find a clue to help us solve this case um, sort of vibe. Or I, I can help us... I can figure out who the this Fred Jones. Is. But when it's like actual... Uh, actual, like personal relationships are very bad at them <laughs> it's a, it is actually very fred daphne sort of vibes before they made them a, a canon couple mm. um I, I quite like that okay thank you Faye. so um so i'm just frantically flipping between uh pages um so back to icarus yeah. your two options are for relationship is oh god where is it um Someone knew you from your civilian life first, or you refused to tell someone your secret identity when they asked. You can do either or both. I think the first one. I think the first one fits very, very easily considering he's a school yep. teacher. Um, so I would be more than happy to do that first. It would just be a situation of like, yeah, they know him in civilian life, but they don't quite yeah. know, as far as he knows, is that he's also mimic. They, yeah, like uh, I think I think we particularly talked about B as an example for that, just because of age and that that kind of fits the timeline of what we're working with here. Yeah. And it's like the the you know the boring Mister Meadows who he <laughs> lectures you about like right. organic chemistry or something is also like the cool older superhero you hang out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I like that Brilliant. a lot. Is that okay with you, Am? Oh, you said B. Oh god, yeah. Sorry, you're you're not B. You're um, Ida. Everyone's got. Do you mean B or do you mean Ida? No, that's what I spent the whole time. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'd love that. That would be great. No, I'm. I I mean, I mean, I meant Ida. Okay. Names. Make makes more sense with the teenager. Yeah, because I was like, I guess, I guess he could have taught me, but like, he's been a very young teacher. (laughs) He's been teaching for a while. It's been like five years, timeline wise, probably five years. About um, yeah, Ida having us themed powers um and him being her chemistry teacher i think is so cute it's it's funny i really started to feel like you did i don't know if you guys ever read the runs where spider-man joined the avengers at like 16 um those are very the the vibes (laughs) i am getting from this team Mm -hmm. um and uh, and, uh, just another link i think is very funny is if i just ask like lots of very random specific questions about acid <laughs> and like Grant knows, and it's like okay, I, I've got to, I've got to just completely, st- yeah. <laughs> like yeah. straight face this. 
Okay. I like that. that yeah. That's that's awesome. And the oh, I'll ask the other one as well. You refuse to tell someone your secret identity when they asked you. Mm, I mean, that could be literally anyone. Yeah, does anyone want to jump in on that? Because he would have refused. He would have refused everyone. But if we want to make it somebody very specific, who maybe would have taken it hmm. personally. I don't know, more personal. This yeah. is a tricky one because I guess, like, based on the playbooks, like the Janus is normally the only one that has a secret identity, but in our context, like B's the only one that doesn't. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. uh, unless Jillian, I, I missed if Jillian had kept her identity secret or not. Um, but uh, yeah, hmm. yes, but I think people probably know the Steel Swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. By day, she is a college student. <laughs> attempting to be a college cool. student. <laughs> so, okay, so... So, who, so does anyone want to volunteer for that? Or um, for, for being I mean, the person that asked and got sort of knocked back by Mimic when you asked for their secret identity? I mean, I'd, I'd happily volunteer for it. I think as, like, B is very much... Uh, definitely no secret identity uh so even though like i don't know whether she might have she'd definitely respect people having secret identity but she might if they, if, a, if a situation came up where it was like look i need to know who you are so we can sort this out you know then they would definitely they might be ah. like oh look this is this is important it might it might be important to what we're doing uh, and then if you were like, no, they'd be like, oh, you care about yourself yeah. and not everybody else. Maybe. I like that. I like that. That's, yeah. A little bit more <laughs> there. Yeah. Everybody has. Yeah. And, uh, and also, obviously, B, actually getting the right one, the right character this time, <laughs> has a bit of that background and experience and that's sort yeah. of the role that Grant sees himself in as well. So that, mm. that can kind of feed the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's way more you... successful than they yeah, ever like were that. at <laughs> concealing. <laughs> identity <laughs> so now loose we'll do next mm-hmm. so legacy your relationship questions are um you trust blank and told them an important secret of your legacy um i think honest because obviously some of the other heroes were around during the civil war i think the person that um alfie would have told stuff about is um Is probably Icarus. Uh, is probably uh, Grant. Grant, yeah. Um, and I think the story would be that I think you would know who, because obviously this is um, Alfie's second go round at being a superhero. Um, Alfie used to be a superhero called the Squire, and I think he would have told you about that because he probably you might well have known each other mm-hmm. before. Very cool. That's cool. And I'll ask you the other one, which is you got caught doing something that shames your legacy with blank. Who is that person? What was the thing that you were doing? Shame on the... Um, And it doesn't have to be when you were part of the... um, uh, You know, it doesn't have to be since you became the the cardinal. It could be earlier. One of the reasons that... Well, Alfie didn't really fight overtly in the Civil War. He was sort of more in the underground. Mm-hmm. Um, running like um, getting people out and t- safely rather than actually fighting because he was falling out with his um, 
so the squire was like the sidekick of the red knight and they had a massive falling out um so he stopped being that yeah essentially so i'm just trying to think what he could have done um i think what it is is he told so um alfie's fiance was also a superhero but is no longer because they were uh, badly injured during the civil war i think he told his fiance his secret identity and the red knight was not happy about that fact because it was all very much like keep everything secret don't let anyone know okay thank you um any questions about that from anyone chloe cool i have uh first one being you told someone all about your doom and the danger you're in Yes. Uh, I th- I think in terms of like what the whole group would know is they might know that something's up, but B doesn't like to talk about it, and so uh, and they definitely wouldn't know where her family are at all. So one of these people does, though. Who might it be? Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm feeling like it should be Jillian. Yeah, they're about the same that. age. I feel like yep. there's quite there's not like there's quite a age range in this group uh, compared to like norm, a, a normal sort of masked uh, group. So for Jillian and, and B to be roughly the same age, it might be a bit more of a oh okay. This this feels a bit more like like sisterly almost. Yeah, I get. If you I, like I can, that, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. I um, also love the aesthetic of like these teams always being kind of people from the same age with sort of similar powers or similar backgrounds and then post civil war it being like huge age range completely different powers mm. yeah absolutely yeah I, th- I feel like jillian i mean feel free to say no that's not what i was going for at all but she strikes me as like the kind of um badass kind of like person like strong uh superhero that like uh, young girls would look up to and go wow oh my god you know that's the steel yeah, there's, swan there's internal struggle yeah yeah of course she of tries course to be you know like the bull right like this yeah. outwardly very strong person but yes there's internal turmoil yeah sure. but yeah. like from the outside like, oh she's so cool she's wearing a black like leather jacket Ooh. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly and so i feel like that's kind of what b has always like strived to be and has never quite achieved and so would feel a little bit like um almost uh kind of not not mentor but like looking up to you that's that's what i was looking for like looking up to jillian a little bit and so might have opened up to her about what was going on yeah cool okay I, I, i like that a lot um, there's one, and this is um, just a. This is optional for you if you don't want to do this for your character. Mm-hmm. But it's um, you'd love to kiss blank before your doom comes. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't know for this one. I think it would be fun. Okay, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, you you can sit on it if you want to, or you can think of something now. It's you. I mean, let's make everyone in love with Alfie. I'm kidding. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last well, thing, I'm gonna already veto. Um, uh, I- Icarus, just because I feel like there's enough of an overlap there that he might have been a teacher when B was at school, yeah. and oh, that's yeah. weird. Mm. 
Totally uh, valid. Yeah. And really, gonna... and there's already an NPC possibly. For yeah, we're also going to veto Ida because she is 16. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that leaves Jillian or, or Alfrey. So. I was gonna say, does B look up to Jillian, but also have a secret question? <laughs> is there a love triangle yes. going on here? Oh yes. my god! Drama, drama, so much drama. <laughs> I love that. Let, let's do it. <laughs> I would love okay. to make it that like you don't know, but Jillian is like completely just heterosexual and only into men. <laughs> yes, <laughs> completely. Yes. <laughs> And be so, like, a, be it's, so... it's just like, oh, this is my good friend. Yes, of course we are. we're holding hands. We are best friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and be is so awkward that she's never going to ask. <laughs> oh, gosh. So awkward. Uh, so, um, yes. The idea that not only does B look up to Jillian, but also fancies her a little bit. And yet, Jillian oh. is very straight. <laughs> is very straight and just like has no idea. And is like, yeah, B's just like my best friend. Of course we hold hands. Of course we have sleepovers. Oh. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Am, should we do yes. Ida's? Um, you hang out all the time with Blank to blow off steam. Who do you just go and like smash uh, smash things up with or um, get milkshakes with, you know? I don't. I think she would probably look up to kind of everyone on the team. I don't think she would go smash stuff with Mimic because I feel like he's too responsible. Um, oh, yeah. I So I yeah. I feel like it depends yeah. if, um, just because I feel like that's a consistent relationship between our PCs, if Alfie would be the kind of person to, like, go to a junkyard and break up, break stuff up to feel better um, or not. I think he would. Um, he is... I think also because of everything that's happened and bearing in mind like <laughs> um, Ida is so young he's like I must protect yeah. this child at all costs <laughs> bearing in mind he's so... and so I think if Ida was ever like yeah can we go do something he'd be like yeah and he tries to get, he's very awkward tries to give you like advice and stuff and it's all terrible I also the, the, the exact slightly cursed energy I've got and mark another one on your pop culture reference charts people is um <laughs> Into the Spider Verse, where Miles is hanging out with uh, Peter B. Park, yes. where they like yes. go for burgers and stuff like Very that. Very much that, yes. that, 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 just curse. Also, really like, like the aesthetic yeah. is obviously Ida really looks up to um, Silk Swan and um, I forget B's superhero, Steel Swan. Sorry, and, Nightingale. And Nightingale is that like they are, seem to have like their own kind of friendship thing going on, and I really like her being closer with the two people who would have fought her parents um and not know <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah i like it too I love it's, it gonna be bad. it's gonna be bad there's just gonna be so much awkward interactions yeah. between everybody <laughs> i i feel like ida is gonna be the person who like like what are you guys doing this weekend can i come yeah you know like the little sister because <laughs> it has secret identity and- that uh, she doesn't really hide her face the only reason she wears a visor is to protect her eyes from acid um but so she doesn't really hide her face. She just like is like, I'm a teenager who lives in a suburb. I'm not gonna like stand out in my civilian clothes. So people could, mm. if they ran into her in real life, they would know it was her. She's very bad at hiding her secret identity. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Incredible. Um, Perfect. question number two. Do I have one? Quest. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. 
And uh, you once hurt someone in the team when you lost control of your powers. Who <gasps> was it? I think she probably hurt B. Uh, yeah. Just because I think for me, for her, I think like one of her, the reasons, I don't think she would hurt Jillian because to her, Jillian is like super powerful and kind of untouchable. So it doesn't make sense mm. in their relationship to me if she'd hurt her by accident. Um, and I think to her, like, it just makes sense for her to hurt someone close to her age, someone who she still respects and sees as a cool superhero, but doesn't see like to be as physically strong and powerful as the two older people, as the two older people, and then the heavy. I think this makes sense as well for B because uh, she'll very often be putting on more of a front to seem like more stronger and mm. able than she currently is because she is ill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it could be something on along the lines of you're like, oh, B can take this. And then B's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're not communicating that they're not doing so well that day or something. Yeah. And then she's yeah. like, why is B not talking to me? <laughs> Cute. No, I, I like that. I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, cute, he says after the acid burn, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome, I'm Bastet. I'll be running your operation. The project's official name is the Adventurer's Research of Abnormal Civilian Experiences, or Project Arrowace for short, to investigate the unusual occurrences that have been happening everywhere recently. I've hired you all for your uh, indisputable military prowess. I'm going to be honest, I think we should run. Your academic expertise. I don't know, I'm not a wizard in real life. And your hands-on experiences. Tentacles belong in the ocean! I did lose, I also lost all my food, so Delphi, in a few hours you might start looking really delicious. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Can everyone please roll for an initiative? <laughs> oh, I nearly cut so hard. <laughs> Deck of Many Aces is an actual play podcast made by an all-aromantic and asexual cast and crew. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts, releasing every other Friday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Deck of Many Aces. Hello, and welcome back after that ad break, where presumably Alma's put something in the middle. <laughs> um, Faye has had to dash off and save the world in real life, um, and will continue saving the world in our imaginary TGRPG game. So, um, we've talked about character backgrounds, we've done the questions, we've talked about relationships. So now, for the remainder of um, this session and episode, before we get into the real meat of the game, we're going to talk about how the team first came together. So, there has to be an inciting incident that makes the team come together in the first place. Something big that none of you could tackle on your own, forced you to work together against far greater odds, and forced you into a group greater than the sum of your parts. Our story takes place... Sometime after this incident, I'm going to say about six months, and this process is designed to make everyone make sure everyone is on the same page for how it all started. So I'm going to go through and ask the when our team first came together question for each PC, and then we'll have a chat about what we think. So just while I'm looking those up, does anyone have any ideas for now? Well, just how long do we think the group has been together? Six mm. months. Six months. I think that maybe something that could have happened, and if you guys don't think it's a good idea, no worries, um, is maybe Ida got some information from 
she overheard her parents talking about like something that was happening and sort of like tried to contact prominent heroes and let them know um and then was like oh well no one's gonna show up i'll just do it myself try try to contact prominent heroes but some of them may or may not have been affected by what was going on during the paragon civil war which is the big thing that yeah kind of kicked it all off and uh, inadvertently caused some of the heroes that have been hiding sort of came out of hiding and sort of a big superhero fight developed and they were they are fully trying to kill each other Mm. and you guys are trying to protect civilians or something like that yes i think that's a good idea Mm. yeah i think that like b's been doing the whole trying to protect civilians and other superheroes for like a long time so she would definitely be on the scene and something like that absolutely and you you end up sort of just there thinking it's you and then you see sort of these other people all doing the same thing as each other and then we all, all look at yeah. all... the same moment like oh we're all trying to help the civilians should we work uh-huh. together yeah. <laughs> yes yeah and from there you sort of continue into six months later where we are now and i feel like six months is a good time period for everyone to be Building a bit of familiarity and a bit of knowledge with each other. Some of the secrets which we revealed in the relationships sort of part of the this process. Um, but there's still enough enough secrets going on to make it a bit juicy. So, Do we have like a team base area or not? Um, so we have some options. If anyone's got any ideas, you can shout something out right now. I mean, I will say okay. that. Oh, sorry, Alfie, literally does own a lot of this, a lot of buildings in the city. Um, <laughs> so I was. Oh my god! Um, I was thinking like one of them, like it could, just, it might just be like a flat in one of those buildings, and he was like, "Here is a key to this flat. It it will yes. be stocked with things if you need it." Can it be like a flat that is like some sort of fancy penthouse, but to Alfie it's like, yeah, this is just like minor property and everyone's oh, yeah. like, wow! Yeah, everyone's so... like, this flat is incredible. It's in like a high-rise, like glass walls and everything. And then he's just like, yeah, this is really cheap. <laughs> so, I, I like that as an option. And another another thing, just taking that a bit further, it could be something that Alfie's family own and um, well, yeah. it's like a disused gym yeah. or diner or something like that i think is also funny but you're the pc so it's yeah your choice. i will say um because uh like the cunningham family does have like a big fancy manor um on the outskirts yeah. of the city and it has been turned into um flats for people whose houses were destroyed right um and he is living there so it could be maybe one of those. And he's like, they won't figure out that I own this place if I say we could. Because I live right next door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he fully has, he has the basement. <laughs> he's just yeah. in the basement, which is like essentially the Batcave. <laughs> cool. Um, what do you guys, so what do you guys think of I those options? I do those like the gym then? idea. Mm. Maybe it has a little gym area yeah. attached to it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fancy, fancy like penthouse flat with a gym inside it. <laughs> Ida nice. probably like goes there to do her homework a lot of the time. I was gonna say like not in her superhero costume, thinking no one will be there, and like if people come, she'll like you know try to hide. And uh, maybe just like wanders past and glances over at the homework and just just like a that's wrong. <laughs> do that do that problem again. Incredible. Accidental teacher mode activate. 
<laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Okay, um, I'm ha- I'm really happy with that. So let's talk now about the specific questions for people as to how the team came together. So I'll start um, just picking a random one, Chloe. Yes, I have. Um, we paid a high cost for victory. Yeah, what was the cost? So this is one that you can answer collaboratively, but mm. ultimately, you, so people checked out ideas, but ultimately Chloe makes the call because it's her, it's um it's her character. Well, could it be something to do with how I accidentally hurt B? Ooh, like oh, spicy! Oh yes, yes. Yo, um, the fight we were having this could tie into this as well, but the fight we were having was like when we were saving civilians. There were like other superheroes fighting each other. Could it have like really badly mm. of affected public view on like made the public view of superheroes even worse <gasps> yeah that's another that's very good. good one. Oh, i yes. love them both <laughs> tie them both together they, tie them both together because like they saw okay, one okay. of the superheroes attacking so, so... another superhero with acid they're like we can't yes! trust them oh it's brilliant well, it could also be a fear of like oh no we this could be the yeah. civil war situation if the yeah. heroes are turning on each other again yeah so like if ida had lost like lost a bit of control or was like just happened to be aiming in the wrong direction or something Mm. but to the to an outsider eye it looks like she's purposefully flung this acid at b i did have a really spicy idea um which will can totally say no to because it technically goes a little bit against the playbook um which is that (laughs) what if um cardinal was because there were other superheroes and supervillains there on that day what if she felt like one of her parents was going to be hurt and ended up <gasps> shooting some acid at Cardinal and was like, it was an accident when she was just really trying to save her family. I like that. Yes. And do you mean, do you mean Nightingale? Nightingale, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yes. There were so many I, birds. Too many birds. I was just, I was just checking because I was like, hang on, there's so much going yeah. on now. <laughs> I, I do yes. like that. That's fun. That's really good. Let's do that. So our high cost is that we hurt the public view of superheroes even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bad PR. Oops. Oh, that's, yes. I'm writing this down. <laughs> nice. Okay. So are you happy with that one then, Chloe? Yeah, absolutely. Rad. Um, Icarus. Yeah, so I have, we saved the life of someone important either to the city or to us. Who was it and why are they important? Yeah. Um, so there are definitely some ideas. Yeah, like, are there any backstory. important to the city NPCs that, we, um, that you have figured out that we might not know about as such? Not any that I think work. Okay. I think this works better if it's a more personal. So there are some options. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I, it's a totally up to you how you feel about this, Icarus. What about Grant's, Grant's ex wife? What if what if what if she was saved by this? You know, Isn't... like then something was going horribly wrong, and the team were able to kind of drag her to safety, and then she like disappears in the carnage or something like that. And it was the first time Grant had seen her since the. I like that. Oh. And... Oh, like she didn't die during Civil War. 
it's up to you. Oh, maybe you thought was... that she was dead or... and then she turned or... up. Thought... Grant, maybe, Grant... maybe Grant thinks he saw Grant, Or it's but someone isn't... wearing her costume or something like that. Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, so good. Oh. I like So, that. So there was someone that was kind of part of the fight and got trapped under some rubble or something. You were able to kind of kind of drag her free and then your attention got caught or you got hit by like a ray blast or something and then she like disappeared but she was wearing the costume yeah. but she was either wearing the costume or the same car or you thought it was her it sounded like her something like that I like that I like it. I think I think I like the idea more if it just really looked like her or sounded like yeah. her more than the costume okay because the costume would be then a dead giveaway she to his understanding, died and they couldn't find her body. So if someone had the costume, that would tell him that they found her body at some point if it's just a person wearing it. So I would prefer if it's like just somebody who looks a lot mm. like her, mm. sounds mm. like her, and he has that moment in the middle of the battle, like, Kate? And then, yeah, it gets blasted or something, and then she's gone. That would also um. make more sense because, like, we, you guys were a public couple as superheroes, so right. the rest of the team, we'd be like, oh, that's why Mimic's trying to help her. But, like, if it was just a random lady who, like, none of us yeah. Yeah. like a civilian, we would be like, what's he doing? True. Yeah. How, how do you feel about... It's just a suggestion. I know it's quite... An, it's just putting, your, putting your, your mind baby through a bit more emotional trauma. <laughs> but. No, but, hey, I like it. I enjoy causing my okay. uh, character's pain. Do you have any tweaks you want to make to that before we lock that in, then? Um, I just think then in game he might be trying to find her. Absolutely, then. that might be something that he's doing in the background. Um, while we're, you know, while we're, the group is doing whatever else, he might be trying to figure out who that might have been. Okay, I like that a lot. Awesome. Um, I, I say I'm just doing this in a random order. Um, Am. Yes. Um, we if we destroyed our surroundings in the fight where was it what did we destroy i yeah. had some ideas go ahead mainly Ooh. aegis uh headquarter slash aegis important building related mm-hmm. yeah um i think or... it, it definitely has to be somewhere public and there has to be scale so like big buildings and yeah i also thought after something loose spoke about it could be like a monument to the Red Knight or something. Ooh. That or might be spicy. What if it was a monument that inv- it could include the Red Knight because they went missing, but a monument to all the people that all died the in oh, the yeah, war. Yeah, like a monument to the dead and missing yeah. of the Civil War. Yeah. So it has quite a yeah. cultural yeah. significance and it furthers that public view of superheroes going down because it's like you destroyed our monument you don't care yeah. as, as, as a monument yeah and after and like the smoke like, clears <laughs> then Grant finds like a piece of this monument and it's got Kate written on it oh damn he took it yeah he took that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kept there's that. just like a piece of rubble that's like her part of like the plaque or whatever so, sorry I'm, just, I'm going very into just oh. that one cinematic why are you so obsessed <laughs> with her god <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's a um, a brutal a brutal thing to do emotionally. Yeah. So so some sort of central plaza or something where there's lots of yeah. people around and this monument gets destroyed. For me, yeah, the thing I want to kind of do with this team move um, is it be something that was socially and kind of uh, 
com- communally important rather than it being like it was a hospital yeah. or mm. like some I don't want there to True. be like human yeah. life damage I want it to, or financial damage I want it to be like um will of the people kind yeah. of damage also to make okay. it slightly funny as well not funny but um because obviously Quincy has been doing a lot of the clean has been putting a lot of money into cleaning up the city maybe he funded oh this thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And just uh, like, well, he's he's really trying to help me control my powers. And Quincy's like, she will not destroy more public property. <laughs> no, like, part of it is like, you do need to learn how your powers and you need to learn how steam. And like, I can help with that. But part of it is, we do not need any more destruction of any, property. Yeah. Anytime she goes too far, you just spray her with a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Bad superhero. No more destruction of public property. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, happy with that, Anne? Yes, very happy. Okay, and the last, um, but not least, definitely, Luce? Yeah, so all things considered, we did well and impressed an established hero who was it. Obviously, that's a little interesting with the whole yeah. fact that there are no heroes anymore, but I did have an idea for this. Oh, yeah. Um, because, like, the Red Knight vanished but i don't quincy alfie doesn't think he's dead at all and i think maybe it'd be interesting if it was the red knight who they have impressed who is in hiding somewhere and is not coming forward but that might come back later into the story mm-hmm. if people unless anyone's got any other ideas my only other idea is what if we'd inadvertently impressed ida's parents <laughs> I know they're not heroes, but <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. And, yeah. and they like mark down. Yeah, they're like, hmm, future recruitment. <laughs> future recruitment, or or a potential future nemesis to go and make yeah. convenience. Mm, yeah, that's. Quite <laughs> but I really like that red knight idea. Despite her rebellion, they're kind of okay with her hanging out with them because they're like, you'll recruit them. <laughs> Okay, so Luce, it's your choice. Yeah, I don't um, know. There have been some options stated. You can think about it if you need to. Um, I am going to literally flip a coin because I like both ideas. <laughs> so, Two faces here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> evens is Red Knight. Odds is Anne is Ida's parents. Evens, yep. odds, uh, heads and tails. So heads, red knight, tails. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what is the offside of a coin? <laughs> I was sitting here going, okay, I guess she's rolling a dice to simulate flipping a coin. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, heads, what did I yeah. say that was? <laughs> I genuinely can't remember. <laughs> I think I said that was the red knight one, so red knight one. Yeah, Let's go with it. Yeah. Okay. But so I still think maybe that, maybe that... Um, parents thing could also play into it as well. Um, absolutely, it's up to you. Okay, Are you maybe happy one with of that Am's answer? parents that is the Red Knight. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to quickly run. Th- so that's the end of the when our team first came together. It says at the end of the process, you have a good idea of the incident that drew the group together, which I think we do. Um, their first adventure and the role the PCs played in it, which yeah, I think I think we're kind of clear on that. Um, 
influence is a thing that we're not going to do. It's a mechanic in this game, but I think for a shorter game like this, it's not really necessary. Mm-hmm. So all that remains is I'm going to talk you guys through um, some heroes that are currently just out there in the world and give you some names. I thought of some cool hero names and I want to share them. Some of which have been volunteered by um, friends and family of the RWD community. And then I'll do a little stinker for the for the next Ooh. episode. Um, and it'll be a short, it'll be like 30 second sort of preview. And the next time you guys hear us talking, we'll be in the middle of some superheroing. So Ooh. these are superheroes that exist. Um, specifically for the Paragons, there are five, which are very sort of famous. They're kind of like the, the headline, you know, Justice League Avengers sort of level. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the pinnacle. And they're called Guardian, Scepter, Thunderclap, Neon, and Hair Trigger. (laughs) And then for villains, these are famous villains, we have Nightbolt, Bombshell, and Avalanche, who are are villains. There you are. If if you're listening along and one of those names is the one that you suggested, thank you for the suggestion. I like making corny superhero names and I have little like designs in my head for all of these, what they look like, what their powers are. So, um, yeah, that's that. So, um, is there any last modifications anyone wants to make before we go in for our little preview for the next episode? Are we going to do our outros now or do you want to do them after the preview? Um... You are the creative director of A Rendezvous with Destiny. Let's do, let's do them now. Let's do them now and end on the... And then we can like okay. break and then fade in. Um, we'll go in reverse order again, so... Icarus, Loose, Chloe, me. Cool. Okay, cool. I don't know how to do an outro. Oh, that's okay. Um, in that case, I'll go first. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on a rendezvous with Destiny. Um, Will and I have a, a film podcast called The Date Night Drive-In where we talk about movies. Um, that's D8 underscore Night Drive-In on Twitter. Um, Icarus and I are both on The Defectives Club, which is currently airing on Brain Adventures, uh, mm. where we play Bubblegum Shoe. And I'm on Deck of Mini Aces with Chloe, which she'll talk more about now. Uh, yes, uh, I am on Deck of Mini Aces, which is an actual play D&D 5e podcast made with actual asexuals and aromantics, um, where I play a bard and plays a fighter. It's great. Um, you can also find Will and I in Theatre Macabre, which is a Morkborg short series. You can find the yes. whole thing now on YouTube or on the Dragon T4C network. Um, you can also find Chloe me. Does some amazing cosplay and makeup for that. Oh yes, everyone dressed up. It was so good. Definitely watch it, especially if you want some spooky time. Um, you yeah. can also find me on that channel in a bunch of other things like Just a Mind Tour. Uh, again, Will and I in the Shattered Realm, uh, and in the future, Bowie's in Spelljammer. Well, hopefully yeah. it will come out at some point. Uh, <laughs> we'll find um, out. The, the, the Spelljammer setting. Uh, and every PC is playing a different David Bowie role. Yep. So, like the Goblin King in Labyrinth or Ziggy Stardust or whatever. It's as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> and it's great. Um, and but yes. who are you playing in that, Chloe? I'm the Goblin King. Yes. Jareth! <laughs> Woo! I have... I, I, I've gotten really good at doing the makeup. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, you can also find me on Twitch three times a week at uh, Chloe underscore with the flow, which coincidentally is also my handle on virtually everything. 
uh, all of my social medias. You can find the music that I write on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Deezer, Amazon, all those places. Uh, it's mostly, in fact, I think it's only for Deck of Many Aces currently on there. Um, yeah, our theme, the theme which you heard at the start of this episode, um, has not... No, it's too yet. short. It can only you can find yeah. that on SoundCloud. Everything I have is on SoundCloud. But yeah, the theme is too short to be released on other elsewhere. Sadly, um, but yeah, okay. uh, I think that's everything. Okay, um, I never know. <laughs> Loose, uh, do you want to let yourself promo? Hello, it's me. It's Loose. Um, you can contact me by throwing a coin in a wishing well or in a, on a, mm-hmm. the night where there is no moon and howling rats just like screaming to the air and some ravens might appear maybe yes <laughs> loose does not do things i do not do social media i will occasionally be on the discord which we have we have a discord um i will occasionally appear on that um, and where, where, where can you find that loose if you go to twitter our wd underscore pod uh, we have a link tree where it has all of our different um, platforms. So we hang out, come chat with us on Twitter and Discord. We have a Ko-Fi. Please, if you want to, give us some money. That would be amazing. We will put it into the podcast and make things even more better than they are. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> and um, some people have already done that. Our fantastic new logo, which was made by friends mm-hmm. of the show, Eileen, was funded entirely by... Grass Grows on Twitter. Donations. She's and awesome. At Grass Grows oh, on Twitter. So she it's does so commissions. Good. She's an awesome person. Um, then we have Icarus. All right, round two. Now I know what, now you know what people are saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can, again, find me uh, at the Dice Diner on Twitter, Spotify, where else that you're going to find your podcasts and playlists. Uh, again, I am only on the Sea of Strahd campaign for now, but I am playing Ezra, and it's been very, very fun. We did a Masquerade Ball episode last <gasps> night. Oh, it was so good. Uh, you can also find me. As Anne mentioned, uh, at the uh, Brain Adventures podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, The Defectives Club, which is also very fun. Uh, And if you want just me, you can go follow my uh, TikTok, which is where I am most active. It's great. The cosplays are so choice. (laughs) Thank you. It is at I-I-K-A-R-U-S. So yeah, feel free to go follow me and listen to those podcasts. They're very fun. And before we have our outro... Bird team, away! Caca! Oh. <laughs> I, I, I just say my outro. I'll go on. Uh, hi, I'm well. I think everything else that I'm in has been talked about, but I wanted to do my outro anyway out of spite because Am has to edit this bit. Call of Cthulhu! Um, I can't do the cacaws. Something that, oh, that I'm in with Faye, who isn't here, so I will do that, is a Call of Cthulhu game where we were players together, and it's that game, it was my first time playing a proper game with Faye, and inspired me to invite her to this game because she was awesome. It's called The Orange and the Black, and it's about spooky things happening at an American college campus. You can find that at Cast Many Things on Twitter. The first episode of which aired just before this one, two weeks ago. Yes. Um, you will have also heard by now our campaign two premiere, which which will have just dropped. Um, yeah. A little trailer oh. was really fun to make. Ow! Yes, good wolf noises. Um, thank you. And that will be coming in January. Um, but for now, before we go on our adventure, Bird Team Take Flight! Kaka! Kaka! Thank you, guys. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> it's early in the evening. It's about 7.30. Um, it's in August, so still 
quite warm and there's sort of a gentle haze that kind of picks out the the insects as the sun begins to sink uh, over the horizon. Um, looking into the distance, you can see the silhouette of the broken moon that was shattered during the Civil War. Um, well, it was only three years ago, but feels like a bit longer. It's also... Uh, the, the, the early evening is also filled uh, with noise and sound and light around the Halcyon City Comets Stadium, which is the baseball team of Halcyon City. All of the PCs are here for some reason or another, um, either passing nearby or watching the game, um, working, selling hot dogs and nachos and things like that to uh, people in attendance. Um, the city was being destroyed and the, the irony of the team being called the Comets is, is not really lost on anyone. But um, it remains one of the few things of pride that unites a city that's very much divided and is at the centre of this sort of maelstrom of uh, danger and drama over all the years. They're just about to throw out the opening pitch. Um, an old mayor is throwing out the pitch as well as an an actor uh, who's appeared in some uh, fairly low-rent sort of serials over the time. It's a weekday, um, some kids are crowding the bleachers, having just come over from school. As the stadium announcer booms through the, uh, the, the, the crowded hot evening, a blast sort of shakes the stanchions and immediately everything fall silent. Descending slowly into the home plate, the, the centre of the of the baseball diamond, a dark figure wreathed in shadow dramatically flicks her hand and one of the light fixtures holding a scoreboard collapses. More explosions sort of wreck the pitch, sending players diving for cover and huge divots of earth get tossed up in the air as she begins to cackle and maniacally deliver her, her villainous monologue the rest of the PCs look at each other those of which uh, who, who know their secret identities that is and the others begin making their ways uh, towards the bathrooms or wherever they have their suits stashed they thought it was going to be an ordinary evening but it wasn't there's villains to stop. We'll catch you next time on A Break from Destiny.